Welcome to Deed and Truth, a podcast exploring loving God and loving our neighbors, not just in words, but also in actions, and with the Bible as the source and standard of truth. I'm your host, Tommy Morris, and Happy New Year. It is 1230 a.m. January 1st, 2022. That's right. I'm about 30 minutes past the nonstop explosions of fireworks right outside my window here. And since I'm up, I decided to go ahead and record an episode with kind of a year in review, looking back at 2021 and just some of the highlights that that we saw, some of the things that we, we saw happen, uh, some things for my life, just some things that we saw happen in the church in general. Uh, but I want to look back 2020, uh, just a tad over a year ago, uh, I would say there were a lot of people looking at the new year of 2021 coming with, with some anticipation and some hope. Uh, 2020 was rough, to say the least. Uh, I think that's a huge understatement, actually. And so a lot of people were looking at 2021 with hope that things were going to change. Things were going to get better. Uh, I think you, you would even find that there were some who, who seemed to think at the, at the stroke of midnight, as soon as the clock chimed in and the ball dropped and the fireworks were going to go off, that somehow magically everything was going to be better. And I would say that it, it didn't take us too far into 2021 to realize that that just wasn't, it just wasn't going to be the case. 2021 wasn't going to magically be better. If anything, the first part of the year was, was just as rough uh, for, for many, maybe even worse. Uh, there were a lot of things that people were battling. 2020, I think we saw suicide rates go up. Uh, we definitely saw cases of overdose deaths increase. Uh, There's a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. Going into 2021, uh, it just carried over, and there was so much uh, that happened early on and a lot of dividing going on across America, across the world, and, and just so much that I would say just dashed those hopes and dreams for for 21 to be that year of just things getting back to normal or, or being better and great and putting 2020 behind us. It just seemed like uh, the sequel. And I mean, for anybody that watches movies, the sequel is usually <laughs> worse than than the original. So here we are in 2021, and you know, still an, a, probably another rough year. And I, and I think as we closed out 2021, you you probably had a little more division in the camps this year than last. And and I think there were probably still your your utmost uh, uh, optimist who still looked into 2022, going, it's still it's going to be better this year. This time, you know, it didn't last time, but this time, this is it. This is the one. Uh, this is when things change. This is when things get better. The, this is when the stress goes away and we're all going to gonna be happy and, and rainbows and butterflies and unicorns, right? But I would think that the other camp is pro- probably a little bit larger uh, in number, and that camp would probably be those going into 2022 with a little bit of cynicism uh, saying, yeah, uh, we're you know, we're probably in store for more of the same. It's it's still going to be hard. It's still going to be stressful and and just not really feeling very hopeful going into the year uh, and, and maybe even going into it with a little bitterness, a little angst, uh, a little cynicism uh, on their heart and mind. And 
Uh, it's understandable. As Christians, though, I think it's important to remember that in all of it, from 2020 to this past year of 21 and to this next year, uh, 2022, that is upon us now, uh, that God is is on the throne. He was on the throne in 2020. He, he never left the throne in 2021, and, and he is not uh, walking away from it in 2022. He he sits on the throne. He reigns supreme. God is sovereign, uh, and he is faithful. And I think that's an important thing to remember as times are difficult. And I point to Paul, uh, the verse that I would say gets, gets misquoted often in regards to us trying to be successful in life or in sports especially. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. To remember the true context of that is to remember that Paul was talking about everything he'd been through in life. He'd been through the highs and the lows. You know, he had been through riches and he had been through poverty and, you know, he had been through through great times of blessings and success and just things that were good. But he had also been beaten and imprisoned and threatened with death. And he makes that statement, all of that, that in all of that, he learned to be content, to be content in Christ, and that Christ was his strength, and that through Christ and through the strength that Christ provided, he could do all things. And we can hold to that, that God, the same God that showed that faithfulness for Paul is the same God that is faithful to us, whether things are going well for us right now or whether things are a struggle or whether we fall anywhere in between, God is faithful. And that in all of it, in him, we can do all things. And that all things, when when you really want to think about, well, what was it that Paul was striving for? It was to be a witness for Christ. Paul over and over talked about boasting in Christ alone, you know, and and, and then the cross. And, you know, that was, was his goal, was to be more Christ-like. And that is really what the goal for us is, whether things are going good for us right now or whether we're hurting and struggling. The ultimate goal is to be more like Christ, and that we can do through Christ who strengthens us. Just wanted to throw that encouragement out there before we kind of look back and review 2021. 2021 was an interesting year. I I personally, I, I would say I probably had more good than bad. I mean, we had some struggles. We had some hard times. We had things that that happened, but nothing compared to to some of the other things I've seen, uh, heard from other people. Uh, so, you know, just want to 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 recap something uh, that happened actually towards the end of 2021. First, that that was really a blessing for me, and and then I'll, I'll go into some of the other things that that happened in 21 and and both uh, the lives of my family and and just in the church in general. In October, end of September, October, I was able to attend the G3 conference in Atlanta, Georgia. So my review is definitely not in chronological order as I'm starting in the fall. But this was was truly a blessing for me. I'd never been to a conference before. Uh, I signed up early in the year, was, was excited about this, and did not know anybody else that was going uh, as far as nobody I knew personally. Nobody I hung out with, uh, went to church with, signed up. So I was, you know, ready to, to go and, and fly solo and, and go up there. And, and, and the cool thing was, though, was that I was able to connect with some people through social media. 
Uh, there were some people that I had talked to on the phone a couple of times that I was able to meet while I was up there. So that that was really neat. One of them uh, actually was Dwayne Atkinson, who was very instrumental in helping me get the podcast actually launched in 2021. Uh, so Dwayne has the Bar Network and the Bar Podcast and the Sidebar and I don't know, about a thousand other things. He, he's known as the hardest working man in podcast land. And so in 2020, he and I were able to actually connect and have a phone call. And And he gave me a lot of tips on podcasting and just some some things to do, some common mistakes that people make and pitfalls and things that people kind of uh, struggle with and how to navigate that or avoid some of those things. So he was very helpful. Uh, and I'm very thankful for, for the knowledge that he poured into me and, and his willingness to help me out. So one of the cool things was I actually got to be able to meet him face to face finally at the G3 conference, which was really cool. I also got to meet uh, the crew from one of the podcasts on the bar network, the guys from Solacast, Pastor Henry and Pastor Chris and Jimmy. I was able to meet them. We had talked a little bit on social media here and there. Uh, so it was really neat to be able to meet them in person as well. Actually looking to have all four of them I'm on the podcast sometime here in 2022, so uh, looking forward to that, and we'll we'll definitely keep everybody posted on that. So that was really neat. The conference itself was just great. The theme of the conference was Christ, and it was just neat for every message to just be pointing to Jesus in some way, from Christ and creation to Christ the suffering servant to just other aspects of Christ being exalted and attributes of Christ and just a great conference from that perspective took tons of notes burned up my pen and notebook for sure taking notes from all of the different speakers and it was great to hear the word of God proclaimed and Christ lifted up uh, both in the preaching and in uh, worship through song and and that was great as well so i uh, was very thankful for that opportunity to be able to go and, and just wanted to share something else that happened that i just thought was really cool and i was very thankful that god allowed it to happen and blessed me with it and it kind of coincides with my testimony so if you've listened to the podcast then you've heard my testimony if you haven't listened if this if you're kind of tuning in now but you haven't listened to all the episodes you can go back uh, somewhere in the middle, four, five, six, I can't remember exactly which one, where I share my testimony. Uh, but recap, basically early 2020, pandemic lockdowns, struggling with my faith, kind of going through somewhat of a deconstruction and just having a lot of doubts and struggles. Uh, but instead of walking away and, and saying, I don't believe in God, I'm an atheist and all of this, I knew in my mind the Bible is true, God is real, Christ is, is the way. And so I, I leaned in on that and decided, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just going to pour into to sermons. So I, I got on YouTube and just started downloading sermons, saving them. So as I would sit here in my house, I would just listen to sermons. And, you know, when I did have little opportunities to get in the car and go somewhere, I would listen to the sermons. It was just nonstop. And someone suggested that I listen to this sermon called The Shocking Message by Paul Washer. And so I did. And God used that sermon to really rock me and 
convict me uh, to the core as I as I listened to the sermon and, and just heard Paul talk about those who had banked their Christianity on a prayer they prayed or a date they wrote on the inside of their Bible and not truly looking at their life and how they were living and truly looking at their heart and determining whether they were a Christian based on those things, based on you know the fruit of Galatians 5, really. And I realized that that was me, that I had prayed a prayer when I was seven. I had kind of banked my salvation on praying that prayer at seven. But when I really took an inventory of my heart, my thoughts, my actions for those next 35 years from seven to 42, uh, I realized very quickly that I was not a truly a Christian. Uh, God revealed that to me, used that message from Paul Washer to bring that conviction to my heart. Uh, the thing was, I'd, I'd like to say that I, I just repented and, and everything right there, but I didn't because I'm a prideful, stubborn, fleshly, lost person at this at this point, and, and I struggled with the idea of telling people, hey, I, I'm not really a Christian. This wasn't real. I've been going through the motions. I, I grew up in church. I grew up a preacher's kid. I knew the words to say, and I struggled to admit that that's, that's where it was that it wasn't really in my heart, that I, I never truly surrendered my life to Christ and and uh, received uh, salvation, the gift of salvation. And so for a couple of weeks, I just struggled with that. That's where God used another man, uh, Costi Hen, and his testimony to to speak to my heart. So Costi Hen had a very similar story, grew up in the church, grew up with family, numerous family members in ministry, including his dad. And Kind of the same thing, you know, later in life, coming to this realization that he wasn't truly a Christian, that that what he believed and what he had lived wasn't real, and just realizing that he truly needed Christ as his Savior. And so watching that just really helped me to see that who am I to hold on to my pride and not admit that I'm not really a Christian. I'm sitting here and I'm worried about what everybody else thinks about that and not worrying about Christ the one who gave his life for me. And so in that, I fell on my face, May 28, uh, 2020, fell on my face weeping and crying out to God to truly save me. So fast forward to a year and a half later, I'm at the G3 conference and so thankful God opened, God provided the opportunity in his providence for me to, to actually tell both of these men my testimony. I was able to. I was able to share it with Costi Hen first. The the joy that he had in Christ saving me was so cool, and he just gave me a big hug and he, he prayed with me. It was just very encouraging to be able to share that with him. And then a couple of days later, again, I was able to share my testimony with Paul Washer as well, and 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 just receive some encouraging words from him. And so it was just a huge blessing. I was. Just, I'm very thankful that God showed me his love and allowing those interactions to to happen at the conference so that so that was just a really cool thing uh, that I wanted to share but other than that 2021 uh, I'd, I'd say the other major thing for our family and then I'll share a little bit more about the church as a whole but one of the other things for our family was with respect to missions so I had taken a class on missions and had shared some of the videos with my family. We actually sat down as a family and watched some of the videos and talked about it and, and just talked about some of the things some of the, that we saw and 
and kind of where our hearts were a little bit. Uh, but at no point did we really discuss like, you know, our part in missions and, and any indication of feeling that God was leading us to, to really do anything in missions. It never really ended up there as far as the discussion, you know, specifically for us, for our family. Uh, but then I ended up, if you go back and listen to, again, if you go back and listen to the, the podcast, if you haven't already, uh, you'll see an episode with Ozzy Bloxon where he talks about his two, three decades of mission work. And uh, Ozzy, I've known for, for many years. I actually had the privilege of going on my first ever mission trip with him to India. Uh, so that was a really cool experience. Uh, we got to go with another friend of ours, Tony, and um, spent uh, just under two weeks over there. And I was just very thankful for that. But it, it was just great to hear him share uh, more about uh, his life on the mission field, uh, what, you know, how he first uh, felt that God was leading him to the mission field and, and just what that's looked like over the last 20, 30 years. Uh, and he actually went on one uh, the, right after our interview. And so I do look forward to having him back on here soon. I'm hoping in early 2022 so that he can share uh, some of the testimonies and things that God did on that mission trip back in the fall. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that. But what happened was in this year, my job requires me to work weekends sometimes. And so there was this one instance where someone was coming to speak about missions work and it was a local, uh, it was a local group. And I ended up, ha- I ended up having to work that weekend. So my family comes home and my, my wife and both kids are talking about, Hey, we, we need to sponsor a kid, you know, in one of these other countries. And I was like, okay, so let's, let's talk about it and figure out, you know, what we want to do. But they were deeply moved by, you know, the needs uh, to support this missions work. And, and part of that was in sponsoring these kids and helping them out with clothing and schooling and things of that nature. Uh, so then, I don't know, a couple months later, I ended up having to work a weekend again. And sure enough, that weekend, someone else came to speak about missions again. And this time, the conversation was different when they got home. This time, the conversation uh, was basically my wife asking me to pray about what God may do in our lives with respect to mission work. And you know, there were a lot of opportunities discussed, one being to support uh, missions financially. Another would be to to maybe help or provide uh, kind of a training ground to help send out missionaries. Uh, another would be to provide like an aftercare type thing where uh, missionaries who are coming back to the States from the mission field uh, receive love and care and ministry and, and, and counseling or support or or help reintegrating back into the workforce if need be, things of that nature. Uh, so then uh, the other one was to pray about short-term mission trips. And then the last thing that was discussed was to pray about whether or not God would ever have us move uh, to the mission field somewhere. So I agreed that I would pray. So that night, that, that night after the discussion, that Sunday night, uh, during our family prayer time, I prayed about it. And my wife was was actually taken back a, a little bit. I think she was surprised. My understanding now is that her expectation was that I was going to think about it, kind of 
process it, mull it over, ask her some follow-up questions, and discuss it a little bit more, and then eventually I would start praying about it. Uh, so it threw her off that I went ahead and prayed about it right away that night. And and so over that, you know, next week we prayed some more. We we talked to some some people who do missions and, and had some questions and, and just kind of discussed some of the needs uh, that are out there. And we just committed that we were going to continue to pray and ask God what role he would have for us with respect to missions. So uh, continue to pray. And I do remember that uh, sometime after that first week, I'm sitting right here where I'm recording the podcast now, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm looking at some stuff online, and and all of a sudden, just this this like anxiety and fear gripped me, and it was this fear of giving up my comforts uh, that I realized that it was it wasn't that difficult to pray about financial support or raising up and sending out missionaries or even providing helping provide them with reintegration or aftercare when they come back to the states it wasn't even that difficult to really pray about short-term mission trips but it was when i started praying for god to work on my heart with respect to a, a willingness to ever move out of the united states and go out and live abroad for missions to go live somewhere else and and to actually be on the mission field full time where uh, fear and anxiety came and it was just this immediate realization of the comforts of america and living here in in the panhandle of northwest florida uh, that would go away if god did call us to the mission field and i struggled with that and that was definitely the hardest prayer of all of them. And so for a solid day and a half, I was just uh, kind of eaten up by this and just just struggling. And, and finally just had to, to ask God's forgiveness and repent of my selfishness and just finally saying, God, help me. You know, my wife and I talked about it. We prayed, God, help us prepare our hearts, help us to be like Isaiah, here am I, send me. Help us to be prepared that whatever level of participation and support and whatever that you have for us with respect to missions, whatever it is, let our hearts be prepared for all, all scenarios. Let our hearts be prepared to go if you call us to go and to whatever that means. So it quickly became a thing of, of of just checking our hearts and saying, God, your will be done. Not ours, but your will be done. And help us to not be selfish in that. So if that, God, if that means that we are just to support missions from a financial perspective or from a financial standpoint, then God, help us to be good stewards of our money and our, and our time and our jobs so that we're able to do that. Help us to, to not be overspenders or... Uh, selfish or greedy in regards to our finances, help us to to be good stewards and to be faithful with a hundred percent of what you bless us with, so that we're able to have more to pour into the mission field. and And so we prayed for that. We we prayed that if you know that if it was God's will for us to have a training ground and send out missionaries, uh, that He would open the door for us to to open to start a ministry or a business or something that that provided that. And and we just begin to pray, God, if, if it's your will for us to do this, help us have wisdom, help us have good stewardship, you know, show us what you would have for us. And, 
And we got to the point of saying, God, and even if it's your will for us to live somewhere else, another country, out on the mission field, then God, prepare us for that now. Prepare our hearts and our household. Help us to be good stewards of our house, of our possessions, of the things that we have, to not just pack out possessions for the sake of having them, but to be very uh, mindful, to have godly stewardship over the things that God has blessed us with, times, talents, treasures, things of that nature, so that if he called us to go, we would be prepared to go. Not just in our hearts, but also logistically. And so we've just kind of adopted that that mindset and trying to to implement things in the house that if that were ever the case, we would be ready. But constantly asking God to work on our hearts uh, in that respect, um, because we want we want to put ourselves in a place um, not just with missions, but with anything that God would have us to do ministry wise to say, God. Let us be ready. Let us not have earthly things that, that tie us down and hold us back from walking, walking in your will and walking out uh, the ministry that you've called us to. Uh, so that's been an ongoing prayer for us. And so, it, so right now we are, we are supporting uh, some mission work financially, and we are also in talks with some people for a short-term mission trip in 2022. So we are excited for the doors that God is opening for us to to serve and to support missions and definitely look for that to continue to be a focus. Uh, it will continue to be a focus here on the podcast as well. Like I said, look, look, looking to have Ozzy back on to talk about the most recent mission trip that he was able to go on, uh, but also looking to have Brian Chrisman from Heart of the Bride uh, to be able to come on. Brian actually was the one who spoke uh, when I talk about the two Sundays that I had to work and I missed, uh, Brian was actually the one who spoke uh, on the first Sunday that I missed uh, about missions where uh, my wife and kids wanted to support some of the, the kids that the ministry works with. And so we're looking to have Brian Christman come on and share uh, just his heart and passion for mission work and why he does what he does and, and what God has called him to, and to also share about Heart of the Bride Ministries and how they support missionaries throughout the world, specifically helping with orphans in each of the, the countries they serve. Uh, so look forward to having him on here, uh, her, hopefully early 2022, uh, to share more about uh, mission work. So with that being said, I, you know, I, I want to talk about some of the other things that, have, that I've seen just in general uh, with the church in 2021. Uh, like I said, 2021 is, has not necessarily been a better year than 2020 and and I think that the church has to recognize that we have we have seen uh, some things that that I would say are are concerning and are attacks you know against our faith in Christ so at the G3 conference that I was able to attend this past fall uh, one of the breakout sessions was led by James Coates Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, James Coates is a pastor up in Canada, and he was found to be in violation of the mandate that was uh, sanctioned against his church as far as holding uh, indoor services. So essentially, the government was wanting to restrict occupancy to about 15% of the congregation of what, you know, 15% of what could normally fit in their sanctuary and pastor Coates just wasn't willing 
to adhere to that, he wanted the services to be open to his whole congregation. In doing so, in opening up his church for everybody to come and to worship together, he was arrested. And I believe he was actually ended up being released and arrested a second time. It was mind-blowing, I think, for a lot of people. Because I think, I think when we thought about, you know, I'd say for me, when I thought about pastors being arrested for their faith, I, th- I thought about China. I thought about um, places like that, like, you know, maybe in the Middle East somewhere. Did not, would not have ever thought that it would happen right north of our border in Canada. But in fact, it did. And this was a huge story of government getting involved with respect to how we worship and who's allowed to worship and how many people can come together and worship together. So to put that in perspective, if the church could hold about 500 people, then only 75 people could attend that service. And, you know, and so that's the government saying almost 400 other people, well, you just have to, to sit and do it online you know, and participate that way. But I would hold to, and I, and I think many people out there would agree that an online church is not church. Church is about us being together, about the body of Christ. It is about us coming together and worshiping together and, and being together and, you know, iron sharpening iron and accountability and encouragement and just fellowship. And we saw right here, Right north of our border, we saw a pastor jailed for daring to hold a full service. And you can't help but question when that's going to come south. When is is that going to to start to bleed into America? I mean, we you know, we've seen it to some degree. Here we saw the legal battles that that took place between Grace Community Church out in California and the state of California, and we saw the the attempt really to, to kind of do the same thing, to step in and the government trying to step in and determine when and how churches could worship. Now, this all is on the heels of the, of the exact same governments being completely okay with large groups coming together for protests and riots and things of this nature even some shopping uh, type type things uh, weren't as regulated as far as how many people and capacity as was meeting together in a church to worship our creator. Now, the reason that I specifically bring this one up is because just recently, my wife and I, uh, over the, the Christmas break, went down to Port Charlotte. My father-in-law lives down there, and, and we were visiting, and, and we decided to to go to, to Grace Baptist uh, there in Fort Myers where Tom Askell uh, pastors from Founders Ministry. And while we were there, we ended up talking with two couples from Canada. And they both expressed how they, they just couldn't take it anymore. They had to get out of Canada and they left because of a lot of the restrictions. They uh, were, I think, both some, near, the, near somewhere around Quebec area. And they just talked about having to have a vaccine passport to go to church, that you couldn't just go and worship. Uh, You had to have a vaccine passport. And they were just talking about how a lot of times there were just restrictions where you couldn't even leave the house, much less go to church. 
and they just couldn't take it anymore. So they, they decided to leave and wanted to come to the States and specifically came to Florida where they would have freedom to attend uh, church and worship with fellow believers every week. Uh, but the struggle was is that they were, they were needing to find jobs. They are needing to find jobs to be able to stay in the United States. And it has been a struggle for them. They have not been able to, to find someone to, to do the necessary sponsorship to help them get the green card, to uh, have the visa, to be able to work here. So they, you know, they have this, this potential of having to go back to Canada that, that's kind of lingers in front of them if they can't find work. And uh, it was very encouraging because they, there was kind of a mix of like, you know, I don't want to say stress, but that, that just, not wanting to go back and to give up the freedom of worship and the and just other freedoms that they have right now and give that up to go back to Canada, but yet also this this peace that they had in trust and faith in God and understanding that He is sovereign and that whether they stay or whether they have to go back, that God is in control and that he is sovereign and that they can trust in him and his faithfulness. And that was very encouraging. But it reminded me of what had happened with with James Coates and the things that we're facing between government and churches and how, you know, one of the couples even even talked about, you know, like we didn't know if we were just going to have to keep driving to Mexico because, you know, we don't want to go back and, and just that earnestness you know and just the seriousness of what they're facing and you know and and living here in the panhandle of florida like i haven't experienced anything like that i mean during the early parts of 2020 there were no in-person services but you know it didn't last too long and you know by by the summer of 2020 we were back meeting in person and and have been ever since and nobody has has come in to threaten you know the church and tell us we can't meet or restrict how we meet or what we do or or anything of that nature and we sure haven't been placed in a situation uh here in Florida where we're having to to show some type of passport or proof of anything for us to step foot into our church so I want to highlight those things because these are things that 2021 brought us, and we need to be mindful of what Christians are facing right now. And our hope and prayer, you know, is that things will get better in 2022. But we can't ignore the number of scriptures where Jesus talks about persecution. The world hated Jesus, and he says, you know, if they hated him— They'll hate us. You know, if we are living for him, if we stand for him, if we represent him, if we if they look at us and they see him and they hated him, they will hate us. And he promises that persecution. And so I think we need to be ready for that, ready to stand firm for the faith, to run the race that is set before us, to not compromise, uh, to stand boldly for our faith and 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 stand boldly for Christ. And to find ways to extend support for those who don't have the same freedoms we have, who are facing uh, persecution, who are facing restrictions to their freedom of worship. So I just you know, want to encourage uh, everyone to, to lift these, these people up in, in prayer. It, you know, check out James Coates. I know that 
Uh, a lot of the the stuff from G, the G3 conferences is being uploaded on YouTube. Uh, so I'm not sure if James Coates' session is going to be on there or not. Uh, but definitely, you know, check out his story and, and, and just check out what some people close to us are, are facing and be in prayer uh, for those Christians who are in Canada or in other countries who are facing uh, these types of restrictions and just pray that, that they will be able to stand firm in the faith and to continue to place their trust in a faithful God and know uh, that he is still Lord and that he does still sit on the throne. So, so please hold them up in, in prayer, uh, encouragement and support. And, and if you know any companies who are, are looking to hire uh, and specifically willing uh, to provide jobs for for someone like these couples that we met in South Florida this this past week, then make that known. I mean, you can reach out to me and let me know. I would love to be able to pass that information along, and, and I know that they would share it uh, with others. There are others who are uh, hopeful in uh, being able to get out of Canada here in the next coming months and, and come and come down here as well. And so they're trying to provide support for that. So uh, if you if you are hiring or you know anyone who is, who is able to hire and help provide the sponsorship that's needed for the uh, green card and working visa for these guys, please, please let me know. Message me. Uh, you can leave me a voicemail through the website. Uh, email me, um, whatever whatever mode of contact uh, is easiest for you just let me know and i and i'd love to be able to pass this along to them and and provide them some hope and encouragement just uh, give them that that ability to to stay here and worship freely freely uh, with us so so i i, I don't want to extend too long uh, i know we're, we're pushing definitely pushing the boundaries of our normal time limit for one of our episodes but I just wanted to discuss some of those things that we've that we've seen in in 2021. I will be dropping another episode here in the next couple of days uh, that will be a look ahead as we look into 2022 and things that we uh, are looking to do. Some uh, of the things that I mentioned here today on this episode, talk a little bit more about and just some things that we're praying about and and uh, prayerful and and hopeful for. So, just want to thank you for listening again. Happy New Year. Be sure to check us out every Monday for new episodes. Periodically, you'll also see a Freestyle Friday episode drop where we interview that week's guest about what God's been doing lately in their life. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. That way you won't miss an episode. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and share the podcast with your friends and family. You can also connect with us on social media. You can find us on Twitter by searching at deed underscore truth. And you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Deed and Truth Podcast. You can also check out our website, deedandtruthpodcast.com, where you can check out the latest episode. You can send us a message, leave a review, and you can even leave us a voicemail. Haven't had one of those yet, so looking forward uh, to whoever it is that will be the first to leave us a question or comment through our online voicemail. So again, be blessed going into 2022. Be in prayer for the saints, for those who are, for those who are facing persecution, for those who are uh, having to take very, very hard stances for their faith. Uh, be in prayer and, and to God be the glory. Until next time.